Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I am a big, fat, chubby guy living here in Hollywood, and I am not paying $30 to watch Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I'm Dan Oliverio. I'm a chubby chaser, author, public speaker. And uh, wow, no, I don't think I am either, although I did just pay Amazon to watch season seven of The Blacklist. Oh, oh. You're still, still on the blacklist, eh? <laughs> it never ends. He Get loves that. Oh. He loves that big blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trevor Keith. Once you go oh. blacklist, you never go backlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's going to be a weird ride, folks. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> Is Trevor here? <laughs> yes. I just came in. <laughs> um, I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chub. And I... New Mutants is in theaters in four days, question mark. <laughs> it's, if we're, if and, there are theaters, yeah. <laughs> and I am Michael. I'm a chaser. And uh, I am about to cancel my AMC A-list subscription because they're reopening theaters and they're going to start charging me and I'm not ready to go back to a theater yet. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, that's so, where, sorry, but bye. <laughs> that's where the New Mutants are going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's, uh, I can already tell it's going to be a weird one. So we're all having sort of weird days out here today. <laughs> it's this been is a, a weird podcast weekend. about quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> how to be, how to be fat in quarantine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Step one. Um, so Tess holiday, um, of the, I don't know, the, the Los Angeles holidays, um, <laughs> size model, um, I feel like we've talked about her. I feel like she's pretty much a household name at this point. Um, but she launched a uh, a capsule collection, which is, I think, I don't know fashion that well. It's basically a, a little clothing line with um, fashion to figure with her uh, famous hashtag, F your beauty standards. Mm -hmm. And this was, I think, to coincide with fashion to figure expanding into plus size. So the F your beauty standards is their kind of first plus size mm -hmm. venture and it goes to 4X, which is plus size, but I feel like also kind of like standard this, plus size. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people I know that would be like, okay, great. Thumbs up. I'm glad you're doing it. But also that that's not going to fit me. Well, I think Trevor, you told me earlier that the, the, the news here is that it's, it's not just that, oh, look, there's clothing in three and four X. It's that it's high fashion clothing or something fashion clothing in three or four it's, X it's fashion. Okay. Fashion, fashion, catwalk fashion, uh, just an exciting little, uh, connection to our past episodes and guests. Uh, Dexter Mayfield was part of the modeling for the launch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yay Dexter. Um, yay. yeah, you can see my interview with Dexter on our website. Yes. Uh, it is episode five season one. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that was back when, <laughs> You guys talked in person, and I was here. You were at my place. <laughs> I remember a room and a white light. <laughs> I kind of wish that, I don't know why 4X is the magic cutoff, but it does seem to be a pretty common yeah. stopping place for plus-size clothing. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of wish that people would take another look I mean, at that. because That's the, size, the first size that sells out, always. Mm -hmm. well, first, they make, they make 4X the and 3X. Yeah. When we've mm -hmm. talked about this, kind of the issue of you know they make a smaller number of these expanded sizes and they sell out but they look at, at looking at the sales they don't look at the percentage they look at like oh well we only sold you know a hundred units of the forex but they only made a hundred units yeah 
Right. And then they sold out of them. Yeah. And then they go, you see, it's not worth making more because we only sold 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's super cool because their uh, promotional uh, photography is very much what you would want in a plus size clothing line. I mean, it's, it, it is actually inclusive and diverse. Yes. Um, I feel like a lot of times you see, you know, when somebody says, Hey, we're plus, you know, we're a plus size line. And then you see like somebody who's pretty tall, um, <laughs> very tall, like someone who's, you know, 400 pounds, but like eight feet tall. <laughs> Cause they're, they're capturing both the big and the With abs. Tall. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It, the big model tends to be just sort of a standard dad bod in a lot of mm-hmm. these things yeah that's yeah. very much true you know? for, the men. for the men's that's definitely true and this is inclusive in a lot of different ways uh, which is uh, very encouraging to see so yeah i think they even have one of the models in the campaign is uh is disabled i think she's in a wheelchair yes mm-hmm. um and they're all plus size so that's great yeah so in uh our episode fast food pasta burger we talked <laughs> about uh robert pattinson as batman or as i like to say on twitter because i'm very clever Battinson. <laughs> uh, feel free to use that. Um, but we got our Copyright first 2020, look. But. Uh, we got our first look at the Robert Pattinson uh, Batman, the the movie, the the Batman, the Batman. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Batman. Um, which I'm excited for. I mean, part of me is like, oh, God, like uh, smeared eyeliner nirvana but i'm like oh, fuck you like i'm i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna like it but like right. don't make me ha- feel this way <laughs> <laughs> anyway what was interesting about um the batman trailer is okay hold on i have to get this right because i found out before the episode i hit it wrong <laughs> colin farrell there not colin firth <laughs> um one of those Collins. yes the irish guy not the english guy yes colin farrell is playing the penguin and I thought, uh, just via kind of people talking about it on Twitter, that he was in a fat suit. But we also found out right before we were recording that apparently he gained weight for the role, but he is in heavy prosthetics. I think when they say gained weight for the role, he just, you know, he started eating carbs again. I yes. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really seem like given his appearance in Jimmy Kimmel, like it doesn't really seem like he put on, like, it's not like he gained a hundred pounds to look round. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he probably gained like 30, 40 pounds. And then they put him in some prosthetics and possibly also a fat suit. Although that maybe remains to be seen. People are assuming he's in a fat suit because they've never seen him fat before. And it just, but he also well, and the penguin is iconically fat. I was going to yes. say the penguin. Yeah. Right. But they're also like, quote, reimagining a lot of these characters. So mm. who knows what they'll do with them? Yeah. They rarely but, reimagine them fat. You yes. do see him with a very doughy face, but you don't really see much more of him than that in the trailer. So it sort of remains to be seen, but the likelihood is that they probably, at the very least, put him in a lot of prosthetics and probably also put him in a fat But suit. the important thing is that a fat actor is not getting the role. Right. Well, and- somebody where none of this would be any <laughs> conversation because you just have somebody who actually looks the part playing the part. What a sh- can you imagine? And, no, and, and who knows what it's like to be fat in a fat body as opposed to like, oh, well, you know, it's just a bunch of stuff on you. And just like, I mean, he looks he's so unrecognizable that. OK, so once again, like I get wanting to cast Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, but it's like okay colin farrell but it you can't tell it's colin farrell meaning yeah. what meaning why bother yes mm-hmm. other than like yeah. i get it hollywood the machine names etc all of that yes i get it yeah but also why 
I'm forgetting his name now, but I would totally watch the guy from Richard Jewell play the penguin. Oh, oh that'd be a good be choice. Yeah. Be well, but good choice. Do you guys remember? Well, are we really going to yeah. know he's the penguin and he's fat if he's not eating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the penguin famously eats fish whole. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, like, Paul Walter I think Hauser. the penguin is the only iconic fat Batman character, isn't he? There, well, I'm, and um, I guess Amanda Waller, technically, but. There's also um, Professor Pig. Who is kind of a, a crazy <laughs> opera singer, uh, plastic surgeon. There's Egghead um, is sometimes fat. Calendar Man is sometimes fat. Oh, that takes me back. Um, <laughs> a lot of, I mean, the like, let's talk like, there are some iconic fat Batman villains, but like C tier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ha- how many of you know the Pete characters Trevor just referenced? <laughs> Uh, I I'm mean, just, I'm just trying to imagine what the hell is Calendar Man. I think I know Professor Pig, but not by that name. Like I know that character, but he wears a pig it, mask. I think in, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what's his name? Um, <laughs> oh, Batman's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, the Batman. It's I, I like. It has very like hot topic vibes it does it does i one thing i did like about the trailer imagery wise i mean it is that funny like i've always wondered like whenever you see somebody in the bat cowl uh you you see their eyes and you're like oh he's wearing like makeup like around his eyes to make the skin around his eyes black to fit the cowl so it doesn't look stupid um and they show him <laughs> with that eye makeup on without the cowl mm-hmm. on. And I was like, you know, I always wondered if anyone would ever actually address that that's a <laughs> thing. Like, that's just one. It's, it has nothing to do with the movie or the story. It just it made me laugh because I was like, yeah, no, he he has to put that on. Like he, he has to like Batman puts his makeup on before he puts his mask on. Well, it's interesting that that came up so soon after Watchmen, the portrayal of the very first superhero in Watchmen. Ah, true. Mm-hmm. Who turns out to be a black man, but he has to put on white makeup underneath the mask around mm-hmm. the eye holes to try mm-hmm. and. I forgot that. Yes. Because that wouldn't be. You can run around with a mask as a white man, but if you try and do it as a black man, it's not going to go so well. Yep. I want a, a viral video series. Leading up to the Batman, where it's Batman doing like a, a makeup tutorial. Like, okay, <laughs> here's how I get my bat eye makeup. Uh, <laughs> I like to use MAC products. Yes. MAC products only for the Batman. Yes. Uh, some setting spray where he does the little mist. Are you telling us, Trevor, that he's going to teach us how to bat our eyelashes? Oh, boy. <sighs> No, no, we're not acknowledging that. <laughs> That's the, on. the end of the podcast. Yeah. I win. Uh, Speaking well, see, of makeup <laughs> slogans, how about Lizzo Watch? Yeah, uh, spe- <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of commercials, um, let's get straight into Lizzo Watch. Speed it up, Michael. <laughs> Speed up. The Lizzo Watch music, like, twice as fast. <laughs> I don't know. Um, was, that a, was that a telegraph machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, you, we are fractious today. Fractious is the difference. Yeah. Seriously, anyone listening to this podcast is going to think we're all on nitrous right now. <laughs> New in the world of Lizzo. <laughs> um, no, so this is kind of appropriate. It's uh, There's a new Old Navy commercial that is... Ju- so it's back to school, even though like pff, grim. <laughs> um, <laughs> Old Navy has their back to school commercial with a uh, a cover of Boys kind of talking about like different 
fashion styles and stuff. Like, I'm sorry. What's what's a cover of Boys? Uh, uh, Lizzo's song Boys. Oh, thank you. Uh, the oh, song features okay. a cover of the song Boys by Lizzo, which I'll I'll send and maybe we'll play a little. I, I don't know. It'll be here. So it's right now. It's happening. I got new jeans and some new fleece. New school year, whatever that means. From the sporty chic to the STEM star, go show off your fit. Let's raise the bar. I, I was going to try to find a way to play it live on Zoom because it sounds nothing like Lizzo. It, it is an appropriate. Okay, so the Old Navy cover of Boys is appropriate for Old Navy. It yeah. is like it is the perfect like fast fashion. Like if Lizzo was a poorly made T-shirt, it would be this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what else is going on in the world of Lizzo? <laughs> oh God, I've got another thing that everyone should probably watch. Uh, so Lizzo and some friends did the uh, the the wet ass pussy challenge, which um, I I forgot that I was going to have to kind of unpack this because I don't think anyone knows what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have tossed back. You lost me. At, you lost me at pussy. <laughs> yes. Let's bring it on. Okay. So uh, earlier this season, I talked about uh, Lizzo's friend Megan Lee Stallion, who uh, we talked about. You know, she was shot and she was recovering. Um, mm-hmm. once again, okay. time is a flat circle, but, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before she had a new song come out called, uh, so it's WAP. I don't know if it's, uh, WAP stands for wet ass pussy. May I add a disclaimer here? Yes. For the, for our listeners right now, listening to us at a computer, I strongly recommend you do not search Lizzo wet ass pussy. Oh, that may have been a tactical, ta- tactical error on my part. <laughs> and I'm going to get some really interesting search results in the near future for other things. So, whoa. Damn it. Anyway, so basically the song is about exactly what you think from this. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, Are you sure? <laughs> but people have been kind of recreating the dance from it on TikTok which Lizzo and some friends did. Um, it's, I mean, it's, they're having fun. The song is, I, it's a lot for me because my delicate <laughs> composition, <laughs> but my, <laughs> and there's been a, there's been so much on the internet about it, but my favorite thing from this song is um, a post from Reddit. So there's a thing on Reddit where it's a, am I the asshole where people describe a scenario where oh, um, I saw this, like you know describe a scenario and like was i the asshole in the scenario and it's a mom saying um am i the asshole for serving my daughter wet ass pizza <laughs> and the what? so this is keep going the, keep going the post uh 43 female here my 16 year old daughter had some friends over in our backyard for a get together yesterday i asked them if they wanted food and they said sure but honestly didn't seem like they were having fun i pride myself in being a fun mom not a cool mom, but fun. So I, so I ordered some pizza for them. To make them laugh, I played that song, Wet Ass Pussy, on my phone, and I sang along to it, holding pizza, singing Wet Ass Pizza. Honestly, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I put the pizza down and began booty shaking a little. As <laughs> No does. boys were there, just three girls. My daughter shrieked as if she'd been stabbed and said it was this was humiliating. And I said, sounds like dry pizza energy as a joke. Oh, oh. <laughs> her friend snickered a little bit. So I knew the joke landed. 
Well, it's been a day and she won't leave her room or speak to me. Am I really in the wrong? <laughs> oh, the only thing to do with that is declare victory and depart the hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so kudos to that 43-year-old yes. mother for embarrassing her daughter into quarantine. Uh, thank you. We appreciate your And efforts. thank you to Lizzo for doing the, uh, the What Ask Pussy Dance Challenge on TikTok. So I can bring this into the podcast. <laughs> yes, we were we were reaching a little bit, but it yeah. was worth it in the end. Uh, I will tell you though, if my pizza delivery boy did the wet ass pussy dance every time he was dropping off my wet ass pizza, I I would give him a tip. Mm. Would you have it? Never mind. Maybe more. So than a tip. moving on. <laughs> um, Maybe the whole damn slice. <laughs> one thing, just one more it's bit the one about I the extra sausage. The the wet ass pussy thing is, um, I've seen a lot of gay men be like wet ass bussy which is god uh which is short for boy pussy referring to you know your your butt um (laughs) (laughs) you don't want that wet that's not supposed to be wet (laughs) that is um maybe too much olestra or you just have some swamp ass because you know we have a heat wave here but if you've got a wet ass boy pussy it's time to consult your doctor yes (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, now nice. that we are just kind of in this bizarre place, maybe you're crying, laughing. Uh, we have our very yeah, but you're just kind crying. Of serious topic. I now. know I am. <laughs> yeah, I dare because you. our main topic of fatness, depression, and self advocacy is a great one to take on when all four of us have the freaking giggles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no better time like the present. Oh Lord. Um, I uh, oh. yes. So. I full disclosure, I I started doing the uh, the due diligence for this one, and uh, I had to. I actually skipped the initial video that Trevor shared because I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I uh, I don't know if somebody else wants to set this up. Oh, but I, uh, I uh, all I think Dan up. should set it up because he originally <laughs> shared it with uh, our little group chat. Oh, gosh, where to begin with this little piece of evil? Um, so. She makes Jillian Michaels look like Oprah. Oh, she makes Jillian Michaels look like a fat activist. Jesus. Um, No. So there is this fitness, quote unquote, trainer. And he is she she in the UK. I I missed that part. But she was interviewed on a UK talk show, which I have problems with right there. Why are you giving this woman a platform? But basically, the woman's position is that we we need to make it harder for fat people to do things, to get jobs, to get clothing, because making it easy for them only encourages their unhealthy lifestyle. And she is vehement about this. And she says that as a personal trainer, she would never work with a fat client because you know they're lazy. She doesn't believe that fat people should have, uh, she believes that fat people should be discriminated against because that would promote them to lose weight. Um, and they're actually talking about this on the talk show and they're trying to frame it on the talk show. Like, well, you know, this is controversial, but maybe we should be talking about this. And my mm-hmm. response to that is like, yeah, only in England do you think you, that, that you should be talking about this. The way the talk show host put it at the very beginning of the segment was maybe she's saying something that we're all afraid to say. Yeah. And you know what? There are certain oh. things you should be afraid to say. Um, <laughs> because yeah. I should say on the other end of this, before we get into it, uh, internationally the woman has been pilloried uh she has not been very popular with this opinion which i'm glad to say uh for better or for worse she has been receiving death threats accordingly but you know everybody these days receives death threats have you really said anything if you're not getting a death threat it's kind I'm of i'm okay with that um 
So uh, it's not like she's being heralded as the next host of a fitness show, but I'm kind of offended that they would even air this. Well, it's gotten them more publicity than anything else. Oh, they've of done. course it has. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just offended that that's that's where they've gone with this. That I, yeah. I'm more offended by their willingness to air this as a legitimate point of view than I add than I am that this woman happens to have this opinion in her. Yeah, because any asshole can have an opinion. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. up to the people who have a platform to give them voice or not. Yes. And this show chose to do so. I, I can't help thinking though that like every time any minority group makes any sort of progress towards fair representation not being mocked openly in public or you know and some sort of commonly accepted mistreatment uh there is a backlash you know all these things there's a pendulum i'd like to think that maybe her and my other fitness friend who i talked about last week who Mm -hmm. tried to equate uh fit shaming (laughs) as being a thing compared to fat shaming yeah yeah I lost a job because someone was didn't want to be seen next to me because I was so hot. One time, <laughs> one time, like the, oh, congratulations! I'm supposed to earn thirty three percent over my lifetime. The, par- what you worry, but pardon me while time. I pardon me while I weep. Yeah, the, there's yeah. a the very the, specific context in which that is possible, which is in Hollywood next to an actor. Yes, like where you're too good looking to have that one specific, very privileged job. Guess what? There are people all over the world who do regular ass jobs all the time and and sometimes can't get those jobs or get paid less for those jobs because of how they look. So fuck off, dude. But Michael, don't you know how hard it is to be really pretty? To be (laughs) burden of if I have to listen (laughs) to to be an actor one more time. I I listen to that like once a week, twice a week. Oh, it's awful. But uh Well, we have a we have more important things to get to. Let's we don't need to talk about this, this fucking cunt. What we else were talking about kind of um, d- discussing depression and fatness and kind of like the uh, the struggle when you're depressed and fat being taken seriously and even just like someone who's supposed to be an advocate for you being a literal monster. Um, like, how do you get these issues taken seriously and yeah. not having them conflated like, oh, well, of course you're depressed, you're fat. Right. Right. Or you or wouldn't be so depressed you, if you weren't so fat. Yeah. Of course yeah. you have an earache. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah, just as a point of clarity, are you speaking specifically of mental health or is this for any sort of health, physical, mental, whatever? Uh, I mean, we've kind of talked about um, physical health in the past. Yeah. Which actually, um, so in the resources we share, I, I reused a lot of them because I think in finding and um, having these discussions with your doctor or in trying to find um, a therapist who's fat friendly, I think you have to approach it the same way. Yeah. Something that I discovered, because I was like going through all of the the fat resources I know and just Googling being like, okay, well, how do you approach this? How do you find a fat friendly therapist? And I actually discovered, um, so Psychology Today, which uh, we've used in the past as a resource, has a therapist finder. And you can actually specifically look for a body positive therapist who is um, non-body shaming and also or and or familiar with fat acceptance. Um, Can you really, though, Trevor, can you really use that? (sighs) Okay, so (laughs) the problem with this finder is so this specific tag, you can't access through their normal therapy finder or therapist finder. The the filter, you mean? Yes, this filter, this uh, this, the, the filter. Because usually um, you can search for various parameters like location or their yes. speciality or mm-hmm. their approach. 
they don't they haven't incorporated this filter into their main finder. So basically, you have to search, you know, uh, psychology today, uh, therapist finder, body positive, uh, which also we're putting the link on the website so you can kind of click it and then put in your zip code and begin searching. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a programming glitch because the filter doesn't show up in the filter options, but the therapists are tagged with this right. with this thing to make them come out in the in the filter. Now, w- one of the reasons why I, why we wanted to bring this up is because like why is mental health especially necessary for fat men, right? And the answer is it's not. It's not any more specifically for us than it is for anyone else. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, if you go in for therapy and you are a fat man, that is going to be brought up and going to be pushed on you uh, depending on the way the therapist looks at it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So like I was very lucky. I went to a therapist that um when I started seeing him, like I had a lot of issues with like of just rejection of my body, of not being happy with myself at all. Um and he at no point did he ever say to me like, well, have you, you know, it is your duty to exercise more, right? That, that, or eat less. That was never his approach on it. What I, I had a responsible therapist who helped me reexamine why this was an issue for me. And if I was leaning in the direction of exercise, he would encourage me to that. If that wasn't something I was thinking about at the time, then we would recycle, we would circle back to sort of the other issues that were more core to my sort of identity issues and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So a good therapist is going to listen to you and reflect back what you're looking for. And if you're a fat man, that may not be something that a therapist does. They may not listen mm-hmm. to yeah. what you say. They're bringing their own baggage to the table. So picking a therapist like Trevor saying that has knowledge about body issues and body positivity can be very useful. But if you haven't picked, if you've been with a therapist for a long time and you haven't picked them for that specific reason, pay attention to how they're approaching you and whether they are helping you explore things organically from what's on your mind or if they're bringing up what they think your issues should be. Right. That's a big deal. I I just want to give a quick shout out to a listener who wrote in about this exact subject like a long time ago. Um because it's directly relevant to what we're talking about. He said, uh, listening to episode two right now, and this is, I think, back, this is like in February, um, discussing about how people assume all fat people are unhappy. Another thing that deserves mention is that there are also a lot of unhappy fat people whose depression isn't about their fatness. Mm -hmm. It's because we're lonely or dissatisfied at work or grieving or feeling stressed or just need someone to talk to. They may even be be bipolar and hitting an emotional trough, which I hit lows like that frequently. But all these problems are ignored by healthcare providers and family or friends because they assume that automatically that you are sad because you are fat, which isn't the reason. Um, it's and but I think it's that's, the exact same thing as the medical prof- the uh, general practitioners. Yeah, right. right. It's the Where, exact same assumption that we we yeah. identify something that we think is terrible about you and that would make us feel terrible, and therefore that must be the only reason you feel terrible. Whatever, if it's mental, right. emotional, or physical. Yeah, there's there's a couple of points I'd like to address here. the The first is this: the idea that oh, it, all your problems are because you're fat. And having worked with a lot of fat people in coaching, uh, I'm not a therapist, but I'm a coach. 
a lot of times when people lose weight, they don't, they, that doesn't help their body image. That just helps them hide their body image because they're no longer fat and they don't feel they can, the, the thoughts become internalized and they're not externalized. They still have the same problems with their body or they pick something else about themselves to pick on. It doesn't resolve the issue. It just makes it look better. And the other thing I would say is I wanted to talk about some practical approaches. So how do you interview a therapist? Because people forget that it's a two-way process. People don't interview doctors typically. Mm -hmm. They kind of sign up and hope for the best. Uh, and some questions you could ask a therapist. I would, I would say that if you, if you ask a question like, well, how do you handle your fat clients? I mean, first of all, it's a weird question. And second of all, there's, there's, there's not going to be an answer for that because it's going to get real theoretical really fast. So something you might try instead is asking, can you tell me about uh, a fat patient you've had that you've seen progress with? So you're mm -hmm. getting the idea that they have a fat client and there's progress and you want to know how they address that. And that this isn't a problem. This isn't a violation of, of, uh, of confidentiality because they're not telling you the patient's name. They're not necessarily getting into the specifics, but you're asking about how they went about helping this person, which is not pro which is not confidential information. I think a, a silver lining to quarantine is, um, I think a lot of therapists are moving online, which they may not have done in the past. And yes. if you're in an area where your options are really limited in terms of like finding someone who will be kind of body positive, pro fat, whatever your options are opening up. So what are some resources that people could tap to help, tr help them find uh, a body positive uh, therapist, for instance. Um, so as I mentioned, um, there's the psychology today finder, which once again, this will be on our website, click the link. It'll say, find a body positive therapist, and it will automatically select that filter for you. There's also, um, the, uh, health at any size directory, which we've mentioned before, I think several times, because a lot of different, um, professionals in the medical industry and even just other fields use this, um, that's on our website. Um, and you can select, you know, therapist, put in your area, search. It'll uh, give you some people who have put themselves on this list. I think you're still probably better off using psychology today just because it's a, it's a larger organization than the health at any size community. Finder. Health at every size. H-A-E-S. Oh, yes. Sorry. Health at every size. Um, I found a website, Eating Wisdom, where it talks about fat shaming doctors, what to do about them, and how to avoid them. Uh, and there's a whole lot there that you can look at. There's also, uh, I sh I'm sharing again, the Vice article about how to find a fat-friendly doctor, where it was this woman kind of talking about um, the process she went through to find her doctor. Uh, and it was kind of what Dan said, where you know, she was calling them and having these discussions to see, okay, are, how do they respond to this? Are they a good fit? Yeah, I found that Vice article to actually be really cathartic after starting <laughs> with uh, the uh, This Morning UK interview with the, uh, the cunt bitch. Um, so if you want something a little uplifting, I recommend going to How to Find a Fat Positive Doctor Who Won't Just Tell You to Lose Weight by Charlotte Zoller. Uh, we'll have the link to that. Yeah. It's, it's a good read. Like I said, because... There's so much moving online. I think now is a great time to try to find um, a fat-friendly therapist because I think there's, when you're fat, there's just so much, it affects every aspect of your life in tiny ways and finding someone who will not be like, oh, well, you know, if you weren't fat, people wouldn't treat you like shit for being fat. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and, and we do this for all sorts of other communities. I mean, I, I like if you're gay, you usually want a gay therapist because they can relate. Not a hundred percent, yeah, but it, but it's often it's often something that you see as like they get they get you at a fundamental level. Or if you're a person of color, you know, you want to, you don't necessarily want to talk to a white therapist because they're not going to get a lot of stuff because they have no experience of it mm-hmm. except by proxy. And being fat is the same way. I mean, at the end of the day, advocate for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, it's basic advice, but it is is worth reinforcing. Like advocate for the best care that you can find, and ultimately that's what that's true of whatever kind of healthcare you're going for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like sadly, we live in a world where you are on your own. Like you, you know, like maybe you have a partner that's going to provide a sounding board for you, but you're the one who has to listen to the advice. You're the one who has to monitor that advice for quality and appropriateness to you. You know, I think there's a there's a strong tendency for a lot of Americans, at the very least, to actually bow to authority. If the therapist says this, it's probably true. That's not the case. You know, they are, they are a, a good therapist is going to be providing almost an echo chamber for you to try and hear yourself, understand where you're coming from and help you guide yourself along the right path for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I get very suspicious when I hear people talking about therapists who are, are flat out giving them life advice or saying you should do this or you shouldn't do that because- mm-hmm. That that gets really dicey really fast. Like you, th- there's there's always going to be a point where advice is a part of therapy, but it really isn't supposed to be about that. It's supposed yeah. to be about working through your own thought process. Well, yeah, that's the difference between therapy and fixing people. Right, right. <laughs> fixing people doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Everybody good? Yeah. Everybody yeah. feeling? Well, uh, so I have actually come up with a bit while we were <gasps> no, sitting really? here. Yeah. While we so were sitting by here. You, Don. Wow. Um, That's stunning. It, it does involve a game, though, and each of you is going to have to do a little bit of improv if it's something you want to do. Are you up for it? I'm on board. I can do improv. Yes. Just a I'm little tiny bit of improv. Yes. Little and? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> so I, as the group of you, the three of you, I want you to come up with a issue that I have come to my therapist with. Mm. All right. So mm. what what am I what am I asking my therapist for help with? Okay. Uh, uh, you are. Does it have to be like a serious issue, or nope. can it be something silly? No, it can be anything you want. Okay. Okay. Uh, you are going to your therapist because your neighbor uh, keeps deflating your bicycle tires and you don't know how to handle that conflict. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> I thought- now, what's going to happen is I'm going to send to each of you three responses. And each of you is going to be my prospective therapist that I'm interviewing. And mm. you are going to pick one of those three responses to reflect back at me. And that is, that is the issue you are going to be dealing with. That, that is that is the solution you're proposing. I just want to say real quick. I thought Michael was going to say the neighbor is deflating Don's giant inflatable ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is where my mind went first. Time. That should have been where we went, Michael. I'm very disappointed in you. Damn it! Can we recon it? Can we? <laughs> well, you're the one editing. <laughs> so, okay. Each of you have three different items. Pick one. That you think you can pitch to me as the solution to my problem with my mm-hmm. neighbor deflating my inflatable butt. I have this good. I can I can go first if you want. Or are we going in order in number order? I I want to see Michael go first. Okay. Hi, I'm I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I'm I'm here to help you. What can I do? For you? I have I have a very complicated issue. I'm hoping that you can help me help me with. 
Um, I'm bad with confrontation. And my next door neighbor keeps sneaking into my backyard and deflating my gigantic inflatable ass that I have up by my swimming pool. Oh, no. Um, it's really getting me down. I, I, I get very depressed twerking in front of a deflated butt. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Understandable. You, what, what sort of advice would you give me for this, Mr. Therapist? OK, OK. Well, first, uh, the, the first concern I have is that uh, this this giant inflatable ass of yours um, would you say that it has it has been properly lubricated because it's possible that your neighbor isn't actually uh, deflating it so much as the the lubrication issue that you have oh. uh, might be causing deflation and I just want to check in with your n- relationship with the neighbor because <laughs> your suspicion may not actually be uh, founded now what I want you to do interesting okay is take a spray bottle of Crisco. Right, spray bottle of and Crisco. get a spray okay. bottle of Crisco and just lubricate that giant inflatable ass for me. Now, what you'll find is that this will properly uh, uh, c- contain the ass and make sure that it is protected from the elements. Moisten that anything gotcha. that might try to get into the ass would would pass through seamlessly. So you think um, it may be a friction issue that's actually could wearing the ass down from exactly, and abuse it might of not. Use. Okay, now. As so, do that and see what happens. Now, I do want to talk to you about this this conflict issue you have with your with your neighbor. Dot dot dot. And that's where. <laughs> well done. Yay. All right. So we have spray bottle Crisco as one end. What were, would you like to share your other two options? My other two options were uh, dead Muppet oven mitts <laughs> and a virtual reality couch sitting simulator, <laughs> which would have been good too. That Michael good. went with the that's, spray bottle Crisco. Don, that's that's inspired. I like that last one. <laughs> uh, would somebody like to go next? Oh, I guess I'll go next. Trevor. Yeah, do it. All right. You got so it. Dr. Trevor, I have this terrible issue with my next door neighbor. He's sneaking into my backyard and deflating my gigantic inflatable butt, which I like to keep by my jacuzzi for obvious reasons. Do you have any suggestions on what I should do or think about? Well, I, Donald, uh, I may may I call you Donald or do you prefer Don? You may. You absolutely may. I appreciate so, it. Like Donald. Closeness. I I want to talk about um this this giant inflatable ass. Mm-hmm. Uh what drove you to get this ass giant inflatable ass in the first place? Oh well it's a family heirloom. It was my father's giant inflatable ass. He inherited it from his grandmother. Um he, I, I think her father brought it from the old country. And yeah. <laughs> and why don't we talk about uh, your father? Did your father have an ass? <laughs> uh, uh, he did. In fact, like I said, this is this is my father's giant inflatable ass. It's the last thing I have from him. I value my father's giant inflatable ass. It's important to me. And so when you, you look at this ass, you you think of your father. And of course. are you I, I think the giant inflatable ass and the this your your reaction to this deflating could be a metaphor for your fear of becoming your father interesting. and this interesting this urge to just reinflate the ass and just to, to get its approval right right um i feel that i feel that so you know here's what i'm gonna do I'm gonna, that giant inflatable ass makes me feel judged sometimes i um, Michael, I need you to put in some like note scribbling. Scritch, 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 scritch. I think I'm I'm going to prescribe you some low carb roofies. 
<laughs> oh. And the next time gotcha. you're in the jacuzzi and the your neighbor comes and starts deflating your giant inflatable ass. Right. I want you to just take uh about a dozen of these low carb roofies. Uh because, okay. because they're low carb, they're a little less effective. But uh, I gotcha. Gotcha. I find they have uh less um less harmful side effects. Uh, you know, the the non low carb roofies uh can cause um a condition we call <laughs> wet ass pussy <laughs> um, so then the next time this happens i want you to take the low carb tortillas and just <laughs> tell me how you feel afterwards and just kind of lay in the hot tub and just watch the ass deflate and just kind of accept ah, it interesting uh unfortunately our time is up um so okay so here's rip, uh the the prescription and uh, i'll see you at the same time next week that was a very Zen prescription, Dr. Trevor. Wow. I really like that. I already feel more at peace with the world. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Uh, the other Would you op- like to share yeah. what your other choices were? Uh, so it was low-carb roofies, uh, edible wallets, and radioactive underwear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that you didn't go for the obvious one. That's Good job. All Good right. job. Dan, Dr. Dan, you are my last interview for the day for me to find my right therapist. <laughs> um, like I said, I've, I've been talking about earlier today. I, I have my giant inflatable ass in my backyard and my neighbor keeps deflating it. I don't know what to do. I don't like confrontation. What suggestions do you have for me? Well, you know, let's, let's get at the basic premise of this, which is, have you seen the neighbor deflating the ass? How do you know, how, how is the neighbor figuring into your deflated ass? Hmm. Well, I mean, it started only after he moved in, and I admit I've never actually seen him doing it, but you know, it hmm. seems like there are very few other suspects in the equation. Well, I mean, there's all the other people in the world, but uh, moving that aside, everyone just loves moment, my inflatable yeah. ass. <laughs> well, yes, yes. I, I just wonder uh, if uh, you have not seen this, if there's some way we could we could actually corroborate, because, you know, you don't want to go up and have this conversation, as as you say, because it's rather conflictive. Right. You don't want to have course. this conversation without actually knowing one way or the other, because right now you just strongly suspect based yeah. on the process of eliminating yeah. everybody else in the whole world because you haven't seen them do it either. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, you, you might want to be able to catch the person in, in the act. And one of the things you might try for that, have you, have you ever seen these, these cat clocks? These hmm. crazy cat clocks, you know, with the eyes. That right. Go back and forth, the eyes go and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, few people realize that those are actually hidden cameras in there. That's what the really? cat eyes are tracking. And it might be a way <laughs> for you to ascertain and, you know, have some real evidence that, in fact, your neighbor is responsible for your deflating ass. Right. Right. That makes <laughs> sense. But, but so I recommend it, it, a dozen, at least a dozen of these crazy clock cats. Oh, well, that would make sense because, I mean, if the camera's going back and forth with the eyes, I mean, they could just dodge the cameras. Not like, with 12 of them, they can't. That <laughs> makes great sense. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Whenever you do catch the suspect, force feed him a dozen Dr. Dan, what were your roofies? other choices besides the crazy cat clocks? Uh, the, I have, my other choices besides crazy cat clocks were pickled papaya peppers or mm. chocolate-covered heroin. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> chocolate-covered heroin sounds good. The problem with right. chocolate-covered heroin is your veins can't taste the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine could. I have very talented veins. <laughs> because you've mainlined chocolate, just add the heroin, good to go, right? Yeah. I mean, Hershey's chocolate syrup got me through my childhood, man. Those are some hard years. <laughs> just had to mainline that shit. 
Yay. Uh, can I just say, I really appreciate that Don came up with this bit during the show. Yes. I thought we could use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay. Good job. Good job, everybody. Well, thanks right, for Trevor. spending another hour with a big, fat, gay podcast. <laughs> we value your patronage. <laughs> we, Perhaps you'd like to visit our Patreon. Oh, we don't actually have one, do we? No, no. We, we don't even have a giant inflatable ass event. I, not yet. I do. <laughs> what solutions would you propose as my therapist <laughs> to save my giant inflatable ass in my backyard? Let us uh, know at. Uh, we're on. Go 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 go. <laughs> we're do on it. Instagram as Twit. We're <laughs> Instagram as a Twit. <laughs> we're. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat. We're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Give us five stars there. Our website is www.bigfatgaypod.com. See all the lovely resources we talked about there. Leave us five star mm-hmm. reviews on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you're sitting uh, in your hot tub listening with the uh, the giant inflatable <laughs> ass waving in the wind, working in the wind, <laughs> uh, and your neighbor is there, and he's got some low carb roofies yeah, for you. So uh, pop one and <laughs> look out! Look out! <laughs> I just have to say, leave this in, Michael, because. Michael has been missing his cue because he's always so eager to say watch out, except when I'm ready for it. (laughs) When I'm ready for the watch out, it's radio silence. (laughs) You know what? You watch out, Michael.